Hello, everybody. This is Take 10, and this is your host, Tamika. I am back, and I am super excited because this episode is called You Are Mine. It's like a part two from the last episode, which was I Am Yours. You should listen to the episode prior to this because it talks about how I was listening to the song Oceans, Where Feet May Fail by Hillsong. And there's a lyric that says, I am yours, you are mine. So this is like a part two. Okay, let's get into it. Our base scripture is Isaiah 43, one through three. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. All right, so we're talking about this idea of you are mine. This goes back to I am yours, you are mine, meaning that God belongs to us. Again, going back to this idea of possession and ownership and God is ours. What you see, if you read through the Old Testament, what you see is this relationship between Israel and God and this idea of them serving God, not serving God, serving God, not serving God. And this idea of ownership, right? So one thing, people don't know this about me, but there are several things that move me. One is the underdog story. I'm all for the underdog overcoming all the odds. Another is animal stories, but the other is adoption stories. Right. One of my favorite movies is Anna Green Gables, and she was an orphan. I love that movie to this day. I feel like it's very reflective. Even though I was not adopted, I can relate to it in many different ways. But adoption stories always have tears in my eyes for several reasons. I believe that we as humans, we all want to belong. We all want to be loved. We're all looking for our tribe in many different ways. And so when someone is finally adopted, I don't care if you are a grown person or a child, right? This idea of you belong to a family, you belong to a community, you are accepted is so powerful. And so these are stories that always trigger a response in me because I know what that means. I know what that feels like. Um, Not necessarily around adoption, but just this idea of someone is taking ownership of you. Someone is saying, I'm going to love you, protect you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to provide your needs. I'm going to do all of that and vice versa. So a lot of times when you have blended families and the father or the mother is now a part of this new unit, the kids sometimes they can it can go either way, right? Sometimes they are with it and sometimes they are not. And sometimes it takes some adjustment. But this idea of you know, a child saying to the adopted mother or the father, like, hey, this is my mom. Right. And so you can say stepmom or you can say stepfather, but it, it sparks a different type of relationship and how you are viewed when someone takes ownership of you and says, This is my mom. This is my dad. 
right? And, and, and it speaks to something that is so deep and we may not ever say it and we may not, but I've seen the videos with tears come to grown men and grown women's eyes when they are experiencing that sort of relationship and they realize it's going deeper and they realize they are more to this person than they probably thought or maybe initially happened. And I feel like it's the same thing. When I say you are mine, meaning God belongs to me, like I am saying, like you are my father, like I love you and I will cherish you as such. I will honor and revere you as such. I don't know how God feels about it, but I know how for me it means something. And I don't know if it means something because I didn't necessarily have my father in my life growing up, but it means something because it's like you are mine. Like there's a possession there. Like that's my God. My God is going to stand up for me. I want to read Daniel 3, 16 through 18. So this is about the three Hebrew boys. And they were, they refused to bow down to the golden image of King Nebuchadnezzar. And so this is their response because King Nebuchadnezzar is like, what? He's upset. But he's like, you know, is it true, y'all? Like, y'all won't bow down? And so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. First of all, that's a G move right there. But verse 17 says, if that is the case, our God, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. This idea of my God, like my father is not going to go for that. <laughs> like this idea, like you, again, going back to the episode 15 is you have backup. There is something where it's possession where it's like, my God. And even if, right, like God, and I, I love that. This is like one of my favorite <laughs> scriptures, but even if he doesn't do it, we are still not going to do it. Right. And so this is notion that like God can do this thing, but my God can do this thing and he's our God. So I'm not going to serve your God. I don't know who that is. That image of gold or whatever you made that image out of. I'm not, I'm not serving that because that's not my God, but my God. And it's like the, the Bible says it. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow right? It's this notion, like when we as sheep cry out to our God, he's going to hear us. He's going to come through for us. You keep reading Daniel 3, chapter 3, because this, this message really just, whoo, it just, it just for me lands differently because they say it, our God whom we serve, right? It's the same thing when you think about an adopted child, right? Let's say they're getting ready to fight a bully and they're like my father or my mother or whatever, right? That They're not, that we don't have to do this because we know that they are going to have our back. Like there's a possession there. There's a possession that speaks volumes. And so I just love this. And I wanted to just remind you that God is yours, he belongs to us too. We're his and he's ours. And if we embrace him as God, we embrace him as God over our life, not over certain decisions and not just over certain areas, but over our whole lives. What could be done? What impact in the kingdom could we have when we embrace him as Lord over our life? He's our God. So when I think of my God, like my God is able 
to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. My God, my God, I don't know about anybody else's God, but I can tell you about mine. Mine never leaves me and never forsakes me. My God will remember me. Just tell yourself that today. And I want to encourage you that we are his, but he is ours as well. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for being God. We thank you for being on the throne. And we thank you, God, for standing up for us. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be adopted and engrafted into your family, Father. We call on you. We praise your holy name and we lift you up high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, you all, I will see you next time.